Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We caught up with Luke Alexander today of Nucor Gold. Spoke to them back in February, and he rings us today to talk about his PEA results. Some pretty big numbers in there. They're quite impressed. We also look at the plan, how to take this thing forward. If you want our thoughts and opinions on that conversation, their plan, and the company itself, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com. Luke, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. When do we speak? February? Mid-February? Something like that. So yeah, that yeah, sounds about right. Would have been mid-February. How you been keeping? Yeah, I've been doing doing great. I mean, it's starting to get nice here in Vancouver, and uh, and ultimately, uh, yeah, feels like summer is just around the corner. Sweet, good. You've also been quite busy. I saw I saw a press release uh, this week. It uh, really really intrigued. Um, was it what you were expecting? It actually beat my expectations. I mean, looking at the economics of the PEA that we just released, I mean, it came in. Uh, $212 million NPV at a 1650 gold price, uh, um, uh, 42% IRR with a very short uh, payback period. So it kind of beat what my expectations were. And ultimately, I think it beat what the market's expectations were. I mean, if I look at the covering analysts that we've currently got, three of, uh, three of the five have just put out notes increasing their target prices. Uh, one hasn't released a note yet, and the other one reiterated a strong buy on the company. So, um, so yeah, I'm personally very pleased with the results, but every CEO who comes on the show is going to tell you that it's the best study ever. And I think ultimately the market dictates whether it's a, a good study or not. And we saw that with the stock up 8% yesterday on the back of the release on very strong volume. And then there's been good follow through again today with uh, almost three quarters of a million shares trading uh, two and a half hours into the session, the stock up and a lot of blocks trading. And those blocks trading ultimately say to me that there's a bunch of institutional investors who are stepping in on the back of this PEA. They rec- rec- recognize the uh, fundamental value that that creates for the company. And ultimately, the fact that uh, you know the company at this stage is undervalued relative to the, uh, the study that we put out. So yeah, very pleased with the results and uh, great to see that the market recognizes the value in it as well. I mean, those are quite uh, good numbers, Luke, but at today's prices, it looks exceptional. You must be pleased. Yeah, extremely pleased. I mean, if we look at uh, at the PEA at an 1850 gold price, and you know, if you look at the uh, the press release, we've added sensitivities in there so you can see the numbers. But at 1850, we're looking at an after-tax NPV of 302 million. Uh, that gives you a 54% IRR and an under two-year payback. So very good um, economics from uh, from that perspective. And ultimately, if you look at the initial capex, we're talking about 97 million dollars, which is uh, obviously one of the real advantages of these heat leach projects is that uh, is that they're low capex, and that low capex. Um, obviously is what creates some very good torque to the gold price. And you can see that, you know, you've added uh, about $90 million of MPV by going from um, uh, from uh, from, from uh, 1650 to 1850 gold. So very good um, uh, sensitivity from that perspective. And also from a CapEx and initial uh, capital uh, perspective, you know, we don't have a lot of sensitivity to that. And in our press release, if anyone wants to look in more detail, we've uh, added a chart there that gives you a really good feel for that. Yeah, I think I think it has. I think the market reaction is very positive, but I think also just remind people it's very low capex, under hundred million bucks. That's interesting. But uh, now what? 
So now, I mean, ultimately, this is a good data point in time and obviously very robust economics that people can update models and come up with their own kind of views in terms of, uh, you know, re-rating potential for the company. Now, the big focus remains, which is what the big part of our focus has always been, which is exploration. So if we look at the PEA that we just released, uh, we only included about 20,000 meters of drilling within that PEA. We were also able to get a very small resource update done within that PEA, added a couple hundred thousand ounces to our overall resource. Um, but, you know, we've uh, got another 46,000 meters of, uh, of drilling. We've released about 20,000 of those meters. So a lot of the press releases that you've seen over the last number of months um, uh, are, are not included in the updated resource, as well as an additional 26,000 meters of, uh, of drilling, which we'll, we'll release over the next um, uh, coming months as we continue to uh, drill across the property. So exploration remains the big focus for the company. And I think last time I was on the show, I kind of highlighted that you know our goal is, is ultimately to build this to a four or five million ounce plus resource. And that's how we think um, we'll create the most value for shareholders. But what I would have also said at the time is by continuing to update these economic studies as we go, that creates a fundamental underpinning of value that ultimately, um, you know, investors in the market can get real comfort with and give, give the market the ability to re-rate the company based on those economic studies. So I think that's exactly what we've delivered with this PEA, but let's not lose focus of the fact that resource growth is where we're gonna to continue to build value. And then as we build that resource, we'll continue to update these uh, studies to create further underpinning of value. Okay, is it as easy as you've done 20, you've done one third of your drilling, two thirds to go, we just multiply the uh, 1.4 million ounces. Um, well, we just add another, what, 2.8 million ounces to that number. There you go, 4 million. Is it is gonna be that simple, is it? Well, so we, no, not, not that simple. So we do have historical drilling um, that fed that, uh, that, that, that feeds that resource. So it's, it's obviously a combination of the historical drilling that we did. And we had a resource that we had um, put out in September of last year. So we've added 200,000 ounces to that resource that we put out um, last year. Um, so it, it's a combination. It's, it's not as, uh, as simple as that. But what, what our view is, is that ultimately a lot of the drilling that we have been doing has been resource expansion. And, and if anyone read our news release last week on Boeing, uh, that was a significant release in the sense that if you look at the strike length of the, um, uh, or, or sorry, the, the in-pit resource that we've got at Boeing, we stepped out by about 1.4 kilometers. So increasing the overall mineralized area by about 50%. So that, that's the kind of drilling that will ultimately feed into our, uh, our resource as we go. And our view is that, you know, um, on the back of this 66,000 meter uh, drill program, we'll obviously be able to significantly grow the resource from here. Okay, that's that's where I was getting to. Okay, because I didn't want people to think that you're taking shortcuts or making big bold statements because you've got the easy, easier answers because you had their stark. You've done some drilling. You've got the budget to deliver what another 46,000 ounces or so. But is it, there's more to it than that to get to four million ounces? It's not a mining's not easy. 
And you're not suggesting no, I, that it's... absolutely. I mean, it, it, it takes time. And, and, you know, when I talk about four or five million ounces, that, that will take a few years to, to hopefully get to that point. But let, let's say, you know, to, to kind of break it down simplistically, if we look at our 1.4 uh, million ounces, what feeds that 1.4 million ounces is about uh, 75,000 meters of RC and diamond drilling. So you can kind of extrapolate how you want on that. So, you know, will it take another 75,000 meters to double that? Uh, and then, you know, beyond that, another 75,000 meters starts to push you into that kind of mid 3 million range. So that, that's the way I would look at it. The nice thing is, is that because we have done so much work on this project, we've now got four deposits. We added Quachi Kroom, uh, which is our, our maiden resource there. And that's on the success of the drilling that we've, uh, we've been having is that we view it as lower risk exploration in the sense that a lot of the resource that we're adding is by stepping out at our existing uh, deposits where we've got very good understanding of the geology. And then the other um, part of the drill program that I'll just kind of highlight is that um, we are also going to be drilling some new targets for the first time ever. So I've talked about Seum South in the past. Uh, it's right down at the southern end of our property. It's our largest anomaly. We've just completed a two kilometer uh, trenching program down there. We'll drill that for the first time ever, uh, as well as we're going back up to Arati, which is way up at the northern end of our property. We've got 10 historical holes up there. We're going back there to obviously do some follow up drilling. And, you know, with that, we'll over time look to bring that in as potentially a fifth or a sixth resource area to complement our existing resource areas where we continue to uh, grow ounces. And that's one of the key things with our existing resource areas is all of them remain open along strike as well as at depth. And maybe on the at depth piece, um, if we look at the balance of the 28,000 meters of drilling that we're going to release over the next um, uh, number of months, uh, about 18,000 of those meters will be focused on diamond drilling. So one of the things we talked about in the past is ultimately these greenstone hosted deposits along the Sefwi Bibiani belt, including Kinross's Tirano to the north of us and Ahafo, uh, one of Newmont's two producing mines in country to the north of that. Where they really increase in grade and grow in size is as you start to drill into that fresh rock and get into the sulfide. So we've started to have some nice um, intercepts with the deepest holes that we've ever drilled with the RC rig. But now the back end of our, our program is rotating towards some of the diamond drilling and we'll look to chase some of those higher grade shoots that we've um, had so far. So that's something that we're, uh, we're very excited about. Did the OTC QX do anything for you? With regards to all this trading, where did all the trading happen yesterday and this morning? Yeah, the, o the OTCQX has been a, a good platform for us to ultimately um, get onto. I mean, I think having uh, exposure to U.S. investors and ultimately be able to have those investors um, uh, be able in the U.S. be able to uh, access the stock through the various brokerages that they'll have accounts with is, uh, is something that's very helpful. And is that, how much did that cost? Uh, in terms of the actual, it, it, in terms of the initial listing cost, ongoing cost, um, it's about $25,000, something like that. I'd have to go back and look at what the okay. exact numbers are. It's been a while since, uh, since we ran that. Okay. No, it's just, it's just, so from that perspective, I mean, anytime we ultimately look at one of these, um, different, um, you know, opportunities, whether it's listing or, or working with, uh, different, uh, marketing groups, 
you know, and conferences, one of the things we always look at is, you know, what's the potential return on investment of those dollars that we're spending. And when we look at the cost of ultimately listing on the OTC QX and, and did the analysis of what's the potential return on that investment, um, you know, we, uh, we think it's a bit of a no brainer. Okay. And if you look at the number of companies at around a million ounces in West Africa, gold companies, 1 million ounces, you're, you're, you're 1.4 million ounces. I get it. There's a lot of them. I mean, literally about a hundred of them, and you've got to you've got to move this company from one million to something interesting real quick to stand out from that crowd because there some of them are have been cash constrained because of the markets. I think that has been last sort of years been quite easier for them to raise money, so they're looking to do things. So how how do you stand out from the crowd again? Remind me remind me what the plan is. Well, I think one of the things that this PEA highlights is, is uh, you know, one way of standing out from the crowd. I mean, uh, and I think the market, as I highlighted at the start, is ultimately recognizing that, you know, Nucor and our Enchi project is a project that, um, you know, uh, is, is differentiated from a lot of the other ones um, at this stage. And I think the economics of the project speak for themselves. I mean, Again, we talked about the the value at 1650 gold. If you look at it from a sensitivity perspective, at at 1850 gold, you're looking at over a 300 million dollar NPV. You're looking at a 54 percent after tax IRR and sub two year payback period. So, uh, with very low capital intensity, one of the things you know when I was on the kind of investment banking side that a lot of investors always looked at was okay, what's your NPV to CapEx ratio? I mean, our CapEx, initial CapEx on this project is $97 million. And some people go, how can you build a mine for 97? That's one of the key advantages of a heap leach project is, and I've been saying it for months, is that they're low capital intense projects. So you look at that NPV of 302 million relative to a $97 million uh, CapEx, and you're looking at a three to one ratio. So for every dollar I put in from a CapEx perspective, I'm getting $3 back. That's the kind of thing that's very attractive to, uh, to investors. And also the low risk nature of the project is, um, uh, is another real advantage. One of the things driving that is uh, obviously strip ratio. We've got a very good strip ratio of 2.1 to one at our CUM deposit, which is our largest deposit that drops to 1.3 to one. So those kind of things um, ultimately make this uh, project incredibly attractive. The other thing is just from a production profile perspective. Again, we've talked about the exploration and all the upside that there is from an exploration perspective. Um, and we'll be able to ultimately bring those ounces in over time, layer them on top of our existing uh, kind of production profile that we've um, uh, outlined within this, uh, within this PEA. But if you look at after year one, uh, uh, when we're ramping up, uh, and you look at years two through five, we're producing on average about 104,000 ounces. So very good um, production profile as well, uh, which ultimately feed the economics of this project as well. Okay, so what are we, when are we going to see all of this drilling come through and you know, how often are we going to release that information? Just so people see this as sustained uh, information flow coming through. Yeah, so I think we've, you know, uh, established a very good track record over the last year of being uh, news flow heavy. We know that investors ultimately like to be kept up on on, on what we're doing and, and how we're pushing the project forward. So we had kind of committed to, you know, getting drill results out every three or four weeks. And that's consistently what we've done over the last year or so. 
Uh, and that's what we'll look to continue to do over the next 45 days as the technical report is being produced. Um, it's difficult to get results out to the market, but once um, once we've obviously got the final technical report released to the market, then uh, I would expect we'll have a, a, you know, a slew of, of drill results and get back to that kind of um, uh, steady news flow of every three or four weeks. But is, is, the, is there going to be more drilling done? Obviously, you, 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 well, you've done 22,000 um, meters. Um, you've got 46,000 to go. Is it at the same rate or are we going to be upping the game a bit? Uh, it, it won't quite be at the same rate. So in terms of uh, 46,000, the 46,000 that was not included in the PEA, we've released um, about uh, 18,000 meters. So kind of a, you know, a number of the releases you've seen over the last, uh, over the last few months are on top of that, uh, on top of that 20,000. Then we've got another 28,000. Some of the results are in the assay lab. Um, uh, and then there's a bunch of meters that we just haven't drilled yet at all. So that, that, that's the news, you know, the additional 28,000, that news flow will start to come out and we'll put those assays out over the next um, number of months as we drill the holes. The one thing I'd say from a pace perspective is um, the front half of our program was all focused on RC drilling and those RC uh, drill rigs performed incredibly well. We were getting anywhere from uh, kind of two and a half to three and a half thousand meters a month of drilling completed. Um, as, uh, as I'm sure you know and, and others uh, listening in know, once you start drilling diamond meters, they are slower meters. So the pace may not be quite the same, uh, but nonetheless, we'll, we'll continue to try to get the results out uh, as soon as we've got enough to justify our release. Okay, fine. So, okay. And in, you've given us an idea of, in terms of like stepping out and increasing the, 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 the scale uh, of the opportunity ahead of you. Are we going to be expecting to see a little bit more of that type of drilling too with the, with the diamond? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's a multi-pronged exploration approach. So um, what I was referring to in terms of the stepping out was at Boeing. And if you go onto our, our website, you can see uh, some plan maps that really highlight all of that step out drilling that we've done at Boeing. But similarly at Seum, we've done a number of step out holes as well as following up at Quachi Kroom and Niam. So all of our existing deposit areas, it's, it's, you know, it's a systematic approach in terms of stepping out along strike given the anomalies um, continue and, and, the, and, and what we're seeing is the mineralization continues. So yes, we will continue to step out along strike, but then with the diamond rigs, the focus is drilling down dip. So where we've identified some higher grade with the RC drilling, um, and we've had some very good uh, indications uh, at NIAM, for instance, um, down at kind of 175, 200 meters, which are the deepest holes ever drilled there with the RC rig. We encountered, you know, nine meters at 5.4 grams, uh, seven meters at, um, uh, at, at, at just under 5.8 grams. So those are the types of, um, you know, results that will now send the diamond rig and look to drill deeper below that uh, higher grade material and ultimately look to start chasing these higher grade shoots um, at depth. We've had some nice 
um, higher grade indications at Boeing, Cium, Quachicrum uh, as well. So we'll ultimately, you know, systematically uh, target these areas and look to further, um, you know, get an understanding of the geology, the structure, and, uh, and then from there continue to prioritize the drilling. Okay, and so how, and how do you then start rolling those figures into um, either an upgraded resource or indeed the next study? Do you, I mean, how, how, do, how do you approach that? You don't, you've got 18,000 meters um, on top of the 22, et cetera, et cetera. So how, how does that information flow into your, from in, um, your ability to actually tell people what the scale of this, of this thing is quicker? So, uh, I mean, the resource updated uh, update that we included within the PEA, obviously, you know, that's one way of kind of um, highlighting it to the market. Um, and, you know, and that's why we'll continue to update resource uh, studies and economic studies as we go. Um, but then, you know, outside of that, where we think we can add a lot of value is ultimately um, making new discoveries and, and, and continuing to make some higher grade discoveries at depth as well. So that becomes difficult to quantify with, let's say at Seum South, if we go and drill 20 holes down there and that's roughly what we've got planned. You know, we most likely won't have enough data from those 20 holes to be able to, you know, provide a resource at Seum South, for example. But, you know, if we get some good results down there, we prove up um, what we think geologically is going on down there and start to show that, look, you know, this is mineralized and here are some of the results. Um, and then we, you know, can showcase that, you know, here is another potential area that we can add to the four current resource areas. You know, that can start to, you know, highlight to investors in the market that there's, you know, resource growth beyond all of the kind of step out and, uh, and current resource areas. Aradi would be another example of that, which I touched on. We've got 10 historical holes up there. So, you know, we know that there's good mineralization up there, but there just isn't enough drilling to be able to wrap pits around that to ultimately create a resource. So that's part of the reason why we're going back up to Arati now, and we've got a drill program planned up there. And that was similar, um, similarly the case at, uh, at Quachicrum. When we started this uh, 66,000 meter uh, program last year, we had 16 historical holes at Quachicrum. We've now followed up um, uh, with our 2020 drilling. Um, off the top of my head, I think it was uh, 24 holes additional that we drilled there, plus a few other, I can't remember the number exactly, but we followed up, we proved up an 800 meter uh, mineralized zone. And with, with that additional drilling, we then had enough um, you know, drill results and, uh, and tight enough spacing to be able to wrap pits around it and come out with a maiden resource as part of this PEA that we just put out. So that's kind of the approach and you know, go back to Arati, drill Seum South for the first time ever. Go back to areas like Kojina Hill, which has had some very good uh, results, Tokasia, and you know, look to start moving those up the pyramid towards the resource area. So it's a multi-pronged approach from an exploration perspective. And that's how we think we'll ultimately create the most value for shareholders. Yeah, I, I like that. I, I like the way that you're approaching that rather than just trying to kind of pump up one asset and uh, hope people look at the big, big headline numbers. No, good, good, good approach. Um, look, um, great update. Well done, the PA. Some nice numbers there. Really nice. And by the, by, where you just outlined your plan of attack, uh, I expect to see more information from you more regularly. 
and um, I look forward to following this story. Thanks very much, Luke. Thanks a lot, Matt. Good to see you again. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.